0: Once upon a time, a few basketball crazy individuals from UP Dilman came together and decided that one day it was time to share their thoughts, their topics, their suggestions, their queries, their conversations, and whatnot, the rest of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Javi Palanya. I'm with Luis Boat, Migs Peralta, and Juanito Gregorio. We are the voice of the sixth man from the fifth stands. This is Standing Room Only PH. And um, yesterday, we had such a great episode uh, entitled Roots. We were with Gabe Norwood, Troy um, Reich, and Mike Cortez. Thank you so much for everybody who watched that episode. It was such a, such a fun, fun episode for all of us. And today, we'll be talking about um, the now NBA world champions, the Los Angeles Lakers, who vanquished the Miami Heat in six games earlier today, 1-6 yeah. to 93. And, yeah, we're, good. we're going to talk more about the NBA Finals, the NBA Bubble, the success that it was. And uh, don't, don't be afraid to chime in your comments, your suggestions in the feed below. And we'll be more than happy to entertain them. Luis, take it away
1: all right as you can see everyone here is donning the purple and gold so congratulations to the los angeles lakers but for the record i am in a phoenix suns jersey but i'd like to support the purple but my allegiance still lies to the true canadian goat i'm not talking about jamal murray i'm talking about steve nash but enough about steve nash let's talk about the los angeles lakers so what a run so what we're showing our viewers now is the picture of the lineup. So we have AD, we have Kuzma, KCP, Dwight Howard, J.R. Smith, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo, just the name of you, and of course, LeBron James. So my first question to everyone is, how good was this Lakers lineup throughout the entire NBA bubble? I'll start with Juanito.
2: It was deep. It was deep it was complete everything they needed really was a good uh, com- uh, complementary to each other you know um we all know that their star is LeBron and ad and what you have to do is really complement them with talents that's gonna bring out their game and also bring out the game of these other players and they were they were all perfect no. so you all have th- those three D guys and Danny green kCP sadly Avery Bradley wasn't here but he was a big big help in the in the in the season uh, Kyle Kuzma so it was really a deep lineup na kahit up to the 12th guy you can really get so um this is a, a really strong team one of their probably the strongest laker team in the last 7 years oh, sorry not probably the strongest laker team in the last 7 years a
3: champion in the last 7 years it's like that. Through oh since you're there in that your thoughts on the
1: Los Angeles Lakers throughout this
3: bubble. Um I, I'll just start off by saying this Lakers team is really an awesome team. You know, what, what the one thing I like to highlight about this team is how it was able to redeem the careers of a lot of its a lot of its members. So we we've seen a rondo really step down from last year with the Lakers. We thought he was, you know, starting to get washed up, starting to get old. Dwight Howard has been a journeyman for the past five, six years. After his stint with the Lakers, it was just downhill from there. But you can see both of them really stepping up to the plate. This, this bubble, even during the regular season. Um, other guys on the team, a lot of guys like that, uh, Dion Waiters, uh, Jr. Smith. Um, well, Javale had that moment, although he was able to redeem himself in Golden State, but. That kind, of, that kind of story was really part of the Lakers team. And who else to lead them through that kind of journey than the guy who's most criticized in the NBA, LeBron James himself.
1: All right. Before we get to LeBron, I'd like to ask Javi, your thoughts initially on the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Well, the destiny for them has finally happened uh, this season. And... Uh, Mad props, mad props to the whole Lakers organization because you know from a season last year to a a season of utility last year to a season of success this year, it was a huge turnaround for them. And I think it was only a matter of time for a LeBron James team to make it back to the playoffs. And especially a team like the Los Angeles Lakers, now tied for most championships in NBA history with the Boston Celtics and one of the first dynasties of the NBA. So. It was just really a great, great um, job by um, everybody from the ownership to the general office, um, to the players, and everybody just really pitched in. And uh, in terms of their roster, it was really the depth that showed uh, in this playoffs because if you saw Miami Kanina, their energy was kind of down already mm-hmm. after uh, the first quarter. Come second quarter, that's where the Lakers exploded. And... Uh, you know, veteran presence as well uh, prevailed uh, in the end for LA. All
1: right. So Mick touched on it a little bit. Let's talk about the finals MVP. Let's talk about the man who won the seventeenth banner for the Los Angeles Lakers on his seventeenth year. We're talking about none other than LeBron James. So we're showing our viewers now his stats throughout the NBA Finals. He finally got that that, that triple double during this Game Six, but. It's pretty wild. So, all around, is he the deserving Finals MVP? I'll start with the resident LeBron fan. Who else but Migs Paralta? <laughs> uh,
3: well, game one to probably around game two, game three. It was still a toss up between the two of them, between LeBron and AD. But, as I said during the earlier episodes, LeBron was there on the wins and on the losses. So even those two losses that they had, LeBron was excellent. LeBron was doing the best that he can. While AD was th- kind of you know sloping off. And I really feel like that's what gave LeBron the edge. Uh, counting out this game, so this game, LeBron really just took over and just demolished the opposition. AD could have gotten better stats than what he did, but he didn't really have to. The game was over at halftime. Uh, and it was, it was his garbage time come the fourth quarter. But yeah, focusing on how LeBron performed during their losses compared to how AD did that's what sealed the deal for his fourth Finals MVP
1: All right how about you Winito? your thoughts you actually said in the earlier matinees that AD was the your yep. Finals MVP so what changed or it did has, it change
2: it it did change it did change you know to start the to start uh, the final series AD was really the one taking advantage he was using the size. He was using the advantage. But, you know, later on, uh, it showed that AD didn't really have the championship experience yet, and it showed that LeBron was the veteran and he took over. And it was really in Game Five where he took over. He had that forty points, that six rebounds, and that fourth quarter na bakbakan nila na, na parang haymaker on haymaker nila na Jimmy Butler that. Really proved to me LeBron does deserve this Finals MVP, and and if the Lakers won it, LeBron would really get it. And you know the Lakers won today, and no doubt in my mind today it's it's LeBron who deserves it.
1: All right, how about you, Avi? You also mentioned in our last matinees that AD was your Finals MVP. Same thoughts now?
0: No, I think, I think I even mentioned that they would be co Finals MVPs. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that, that wasn't for, that, that wasn't for controversy's sake. I just really thought that it, would, it was going to happen, but then Miami started um, adjusting their defense, putting smaller guys on on AD, and AD had a hard time adjusting to the new defensive schemes that the Heat were throwing at him. But the, so um, LeBron having this championship experience. He knew that he was going to deliver game in and game out, no matter what the outcome would be. And he would uh, perform uh, to the highest level, uh, no matter what the heat would throw at him. And that's what really showed in this series. When AD was down, LeBron was still taking the cudgels for his team, leading them the way that they should.
1: All right. Great point. So LeBron, definitely the deserving Finals MVP. Fourth championship. Fourth finals MVP. That's a pretty insane number. And as of today, he's already leading the NBA all time in playoff games, right? So, mm-hmm. before we touch on the other things, I think uh, I'd like to remind everyone that we enjoy it when you comment and weigh in into these discussions. So, we hope that you do give a comment or even a question for us. Kung, I know, kung. Obayyumanga Sabatolicovi sa or <laughs> the know Jersey, oh, we're up to that. Uh, we love the experience. And speaking of experience, we all enjoyed the NBA bubble. It was something we all needed to have sports back, to have something to look forward to every day. So let's talk about that and how there's one particular person who deserves more praise and that is the commissioner adam silver so what we're showing the viewers now is a picture of adam silver and a tweet from nba central that says not one covid case in the bubble adam silver goat emoji so your thoughts about boys on adam silver and the logistics just to have this nba campus in orlando for the amount of time that they were there your thoughts have you
0: Just an amazing job, really, uh, on all levels uh, done by Adam Silver. He's really, um, uh, when he was passed on the torch by David Stern, he's really did nothing but be innovative. Um, He's very progressive with uh, how he runs the league. And what's nice is he really listens to uh, his constituents, the players, Mm -hmm. the team owners. He's very open to uh, suggestions. He's not very egoistic. She's he's not egoistic at all. And I think that's the reason why that the NBA bubble was a complete success. He's also very meticulous in planning and that really showed in how the NBA bubble turned out. Not a single COVID positive case because he really um, made sure that to the dot, everything, all the health protocols that they discussed with um, the government officials of the US was followed to the dot. Imagine being tested every day um upon waking up and before going to sleep so that really was a lot of money but you know he didn't care he, he knew that he had to do this they had the resources to do that and money wasn't just a question it it was the safety of the players that was paramount to this experience and look what it gave us it gave us really great entertainment and it was such a huge success i'm not i'm not even going to downplay anything about it.
1: all right so actually yeah the term bubble has gone through different waves. There's a WNBA bubble, and even in locally, we just started the PBA bubble. So, Juanito, your thoughts on the bubble and how it turned out for both players and fans?
2: I was really iffy to start. I mean, I, I felt that I'm giving it three weeks, then one case, and then everything's over. But Adam Silver showed me that, no, they were ready for every scenario possible. And from from step one up to the last step up to going to the court, everything was really planned out. So abileb It's really it's really something to uh, admire from Adam Silver, not just Adam Silver, all everyone who who helped him, Mark Tatum, the deputy commissioner. Um. So it's really an amazing job by the NBA, and you know, uh, hopefully it. it as COVID is still here and it's not yet gone, there's no ano, uh, wala pa tayong, uh, vaccine, uh, of course, everybody uh, loves sports. And maybe, sana, the same success for all sports throughout the world. And, and uh, for NBA to start it all, diba? It and, uh, it's a really a good uh, experience for all the fans, not just the players, the fans the family of the players, everybody, everybody who loves the NBA. It was such a great experience.
1: Right. So you touched on that the NBA actually set the benchmark for how it should be done. And then all other leagues... Followed suit, so some people are even saying that Adam Silver handled the NBA bubble better than some countries. Not no 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 no, no name dropping, ah. we're not saying, <laughs> naman na ah, ano, bakal tinuon political na tong usapan naman. But then again, Migs, your thoughts on the logistics of the NBA bubble and how they got to manage it? Yeah,
3: just to add to what Javi said kanina, um, nabanggit niya that. Uh, Adam Silver really listens to his constituents, really listens to the Players Association, the coaches, all of the people on his uh, left and right side. But to add uh, so, to something that really struck me was how much he really took into the consultations from the CDC and the World Health Organization. So he didn't just take it na got gut feeling, what he thinks was the best idea. He really lo- looked for experts. He really got all these people to make the decisions for him because he's good at making basketball happen. But he's not good at making, you know, a health bubble happen. So you knew in any experts going there, and to imagine how many people he had to enter into that bubble. Nabanggit nung finals over three thousand you crew, the people in charge of like food, accommodations, you housekeeping, you, all the recreational activities, and not a single case happened in the bubble. I mean, in terms of disciplinary, yung kay Daniel House lang naman yun na balita, and I don't think meron pa bang iba <laughs> meron pa ba bang ibang issue but uh, I think alos wala naman generally speaking wala, 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 wala. na continue si Jimmy Butler lang na dribbling ng 10pm <laughs> <laughs> yun lang inventa lang siya ng kape bro o diba so like pati inventa yun pati yun naayos niya pati yun naayos nila internally how things will happen inside walang pasaway walang makulit at the same time walang ano walang, walang out external na papasok ng virus so he was really able to contain everything well. And the players were not thinking about their health, not thinking about anything else instead of just the game at hand.
1: All right. So actually, we're taking bets on who will be the first person to pull off a Daniel house in the uh, PBA bubble. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so I guess moving on again, props to the NBA, props to Adam Silver for the amazing work they did in Orlando. So before we get back to the 2020 champions, let's talk about the Miami Heat. So the Miami Heat they defied odds, a fifth seed, making it all the way to the finals and giving LeBron and the Lakers a fight to further their lives. So, your initial thoughts on that, Juanito?
2: It was it was something admirable, na akabileb, no? Miami Miami was it a f- clear favorite to start the series, uh, to start the playoffs in the even they weren't they weren't favorites at all but they really proved that heart goes far no heart brought them to the finals heart leadership and together, togetherness it's really a great story a movie movie story not just the best of endings but really a movie type of story eric Spolstruck, struck probably the best coach this season you know, he didn't have the best talent, but you know the, the fact he brought them to the finals. Uh the Jimmy Butler story, Bam Adibayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. It's just it's just underdogs. Underdogs proving they're they're worth it, they're worth something. And um we cannot say a lot, but just really admire the team. And I am I'm one of the fans of them this season. Fun fact you know who, who guessed? Na, no? Jello Vito was the only one who said Miami Heat will go far. Remember our first mm. episode? I think it was uh, oh. nating, like, si ano? Si Jarel. Si Jarel. Ba? Jarel. Bosto
3: Jarel. Boston si at Jello. Jarel at Miami
1: Heat. So, yun, yeah, if you're taking because sports one them, best, one
2: of them just so go, to go to, to Jarel. Ser- seryoso ka ba? Seryoso ka ba? This, all of us sudden, <laughs> bigay na
0: nag-finalist yung Miami. So. Ginamita <laughs> ng feng shui ni Jarel yun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> love it all, love it though. All. Alright Javi,
1: speaking of that, so how about you? The Miami Heat, how good were they for you, this NBA playoffs?
0: So good, so good. I think, um, just to add to what Juanita said, they were uh, they were indeed uh, obviously the underdogs going into every almost every series in this playoffs. Um, I think this is really the brand of uh, Miami Heat basketball. Uh, maybe just outside of those big three teams that they had. Miami's always uh, been tagged to play the underdog versus Dallas in 06. They were the underdog there, going down 0-2 and then winning that championship. It's just really what they're used to playing. They, they, they don't like it when um, they're the favorites. They're not used to it. And, you know, that, that was uh, a testament to that was LeBron's first season in Miami. Uh, they weren't able to win it all. And, you know, they're just really used to be playing the underdogs. They like to fight hard. They, they don't want going down without a fight. No matter what um, odds are raised against them, kahit na sobrang walang kwenta ng roster nila, lalaban sila hanggang dulo. That's been a mark of all these Miami Heat teams. Maybe uh, when, when Pat Riley t- took over this organization, that's been the mark of these Miami Heat teams. Lumalaban talaga lumalaban hanggang sa dulo.
1: That's a great point. They were fun to watch. They really were. It was a great story. And every game, they brought something new and they were always ready to go the distance. So my next question is to Migs about the Miami Heat, particularly Jimmy Butler. How good was Jimmy Butler? And what's next for him for you?
3: You know, Jimmy Butler was really a beast, these playoffs, these finals. And I remember I, I was talking about it on our last matinee who would have thought that Jimmy Butler would go this far, Diba? We all, we all thought he was kind of declining in his career after switching teams, three teams in three years. But look where he is right now. Look what he was able to accomplish. And I guess to add to the whole Miami story, uh, remember how many uh, how many uh, media critics, the Skip Baylesses of the uh, NBA media, saying that the Lakers should have swept this series. It was, just, it was a cakewalk. It was so easy. But how can you say that towards this Miami Heat team that was able to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in six, the Boston Celtics in six, you know, they were able to do so much during these playoffs. Now, you can't just tell us that, you know, it's a cakewalk, they're an easy team. And yeah, Jimmy Butler was the head of this team, was really not just carrying his team, but really inspiring every member of the Miami Heat to be better and do better.
1: All right, so particularly on Jimmy Butler. So we're going to show an image of him with other superstars in the NBA. Where does Jimmy Butler right now, at this moment in time, rank for you in the top 10 players in- currently in the NBA? I'll start with Have You.
0: Shit, man. They put me on the spot right away. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. have you, no? You're not prepared. But. Um, Jimmy Butler is definitely up there, maybe um, top. uh, I maybe I can put him on the top five. Okay, he's 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 there in the middle to the top um, echelon of NBA superstars. And you're gonna rank them top ten, definitely, because more than the talent, uh, more than the on court contributions, more than the stats. I think, um, it, and Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy pointed out uh, in the broadcast earlier in today's game, that Jimmy Butler's biggest contribution to this Miami Heat team is he gave them the belief that they can win, and that really was very evident this whole postseason. He gave a very young team the belief that they could win the NBA championship, not uh, against one of the deepest teams uh, LA has seen in recent years and against uh, really seasoned teams like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston yeah. Celtics, who they were not uh, favored to win against. But yeah, Jimmy Butler was just really that emotional leader for them, not just you know, being that on-court leader in terms of de- delivering the stats to them, but he was there to give them the belief that they can win every single time they take the court. And that's Jimmy Butler for you. That's why he's a top 10 superstar in this league.
1: All right. How about you mix? So pwede, pwede magtanong?
3: Magtanong? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Kung top 10 si Jimmy Butler, tatanggalin mo dyan, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so for reference, we got LeBron, <laughs> Steph, Jokic.
1: We got Dame Lillard, we got Luca, Kawhi, AD, The Arden. Beard, KD, and The Greek Freak.
2: Kyrie I For me,
0: you. for me um in in this list I think I'm gonna go with um. I'm I'm gonna go with Dame, bro. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna let bye. I'm gonna let Jimmy take uh, the car. Just, just Dame's a phenomenal superstar. Okay, he likes to take over, especially in the clutch, and he's very good in the last few seconds of the game. But just because. Dame's not been able to go this far yet in his career, not have a ch- real shot at winning the NBA championship. I'd, I'd take Jimmy Butler over him just because of the performance that he had in this postseason, leading the heat to the NBA Finals. Sorry, Dame.
1: All right, so Javi's got Dame out on this list. How about you, Mix? on this particular list on screen? Your thoughts on Jimmy yeah. Butler?
3: I, I can't make a rank from 1 to 10 for this list, but definitely I'll put Jimmy Butler up there if not top five, at least top eight. And, you know, Jimmy Butler was able to show that you don't just have to, you know, score or make good stats or, you know, develop, a, develop your internal game or your personal skill set, but really how you can lead and how you can inspire the rest of your team to be better. If I were to remove one on the list, it was pretty tough, but I, I think I'll remove Luka Doncic for now.
2: I mean, for a guy
3: that, you know, he's, he's young. He's never won a playoff series. All of these guys have won something before. i going Steph, but you know, for, to take no, off okay. like a, a multiple-time champion. Because yeah. like, injury, so you know, he has, he has, he has to regain his his street cred, right? like, maybe, you know, for like, this,
0: maybe for the season, right?
3: Oh, oh. oh but but if but if we're talking about like just a great player, si Luka muna, because all the other guys have proven more towards uh, towards their career. But definitely, Jimmy has overtaken the likes of like, James Harden, the likes of uh, Damian Lillard, uh, Jokic. And he's closing in on you know people like uh, uh, Giannis, uh, uh, Kawhi, KD. I think LeBron and AD have a good seal towards the top three, top four. And we'll see how everything else goes from there.
1: All right. Don't you guys think it's weird that Steve Nash isn't on this list? So, uh, sorry, that's just my uh, every episode peg for Steve Nash. So my next question is actually a little different for Juanito. Does Jimmy Butler uh have any previous players that he reminds you of? Like, does he play similarly, or does he have a similar impact to anyone else in the league or before? Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. Naglag,
1: naglag. Ano yung question? <laughs> ano, bro? But ka naka jersey lang. No joke, lang. Uh, so the question was, uh. Do you have any player comparisons that come to mind when you think about Jimmy Butler?
2: To Jimmy Butler. Um I would actually say Jimmy Butler is what Scotty Pippen would have been if he had his own team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's uh, that's Scotty had the leadership, Scotty had the game, Scotty had everything, Scotty had the defense, but Scotty had Mike. So, all Scotty needed to do but, was play. But, but Scotty to be so big.
0: Scottie was at 4 then. That was practically his team, but th- th- he was way past his prime already.
2: Well, he was about, he was around 34, Man, 35 at that time. Eh. So, so, maybe, you know, Scottie it wasn't really is nasanay na siya na meron siyang na meron siyang nasanay na siya na meron siyang Mike. ba? So, Jimmy Butler to me is like a Scotty, but I would differ from you guys. I don't think Jimmy Butler is in the top ten of players right now. It was a good run as a team. It's not an individual. It it wasn't an individual uh, mm. performance. He stood out in this series, but if you're gonna look at the whole playoffs, um, actually, if you're gonna look up onto the up unto the series, not the finals, um, Goran Dragic was actually playing like the star, but he was so silent. He was averaging 23 points per game, and nobody really noticed that because Goran Dragic wasn't really a talker. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't like a Pat Beverly who, would, who keeps on talking. Pero it's ano. This just all play. So, uh, <laughs> sorry Pat Bev, but uh, Pat Bev all bark no bite, man. No bite, no bite, exactly. So I would I would not put Jimmy Butler in the top ten. Probably 15 to 20. You still have players like Westbrook, Kyrie, Ricky Rubio is probably there, right? Pretty much. Why do you want Ricky Rubio? I am Jimmy Butler. I am Ricky Rubio. I am probably. Really? We are not going to. We are Steve Nash. I'm oh, grabbing a man. Malaya si Steve
1: Nash. Ricky Rubio. Grabbing a man. Come oh, on,
2: man. Come on, man. Steve Nash. We I mean, are yeah,
0: Ricky Rick. Rubio. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Ricky's <laughs> solid. it. You get really Ricky? No, no, I'm
2: kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm eh. kidding, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would, I would but, put. <laughs> I would put Jimmy Butler probably in the 15 to 20 range. You no, know, just because not, it's not really that. If you're looking at player, looking at talent, Jimmy Butler doesn't have the three. Jimmy Butler, is not that fast, but he brings something that you guys told Ganina, something off the off the court which is leadership, he brings fire, he brings belief he brings culture and that is something very rare in players it's hard to bring culture to a team especially if you're a player but now if you have Pat Riley and Eric expulsion then you get a leader in Jimmy Butler, now you have a beautiful culture just waiting to win so that's my take on the Jimmy Butler probably 15 to 20 right now
3: if I can add something to the Jimmy Butler uh, debate. <laughs> uh, one thing that I admire about him was, if you, if you guys remember, sure, the Lakers were really preparing for the Clippers these playoffs. So what are the Clippers really but two monster wing guys in Paul George and Kawhi. And I was expecting the Lakers to use whatever strategy they were planning on Kawhi or on Paul George to Jimmy Butler. But look what Jimmy, well, look what Jimmy was able to do. With that kind of of preparation he was still able to dominate even though the Lakers have been suiting up have been gearing up for that kind of talent so kudos to him for uh, still making it
1: all right so yeah great points I mean Jimmy Butler has proven that he is a winner he left he leaves it all out on the floor and he Mm -hmm. is a fighter so props to Jimmy Butler and the entire Miami Heat organization we hope that they can continue this momentum and that they're still intact next season Now, moving on, we have one lingering storyline throughout the entire season, which is directly related to the Lakers winning. It was the tragedy of losing Kobe Bryant early this year. So whether it was the shoes, the Kobe Fives this year, or the Mamba jerseys, or everything for Kobe, how big of an impact and how sweet was it for the Lakers to win this particular championship given the tragedy? Javi, I'll ask you first.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was really just yeah, destiny and maybe a hand of God in this one that, you know, he took away Kobe, but he gave back the Lakers organization that chip that they've been wanting since Kobe won the last four them. And for LeBron to do this, uh, leading what was Kobe's team before uh, to the promised land, his third team to make uh, the NBA Finals and finally win it all really very fitting that because LeBron and Kobe are very good friends and LeBron was really looking up to Kobe especially when he entered the league because they had similar paths. They were drafted straight out of high school. They were um, young, pretty much young phenoms that were highly touted going into the league and they became winners. They became proven winners and Kobe was just not afraid to take LeBron under his wing and then pass the torch to LeBron when he retired. It's really... Good that uh, LeBron made a uh, do on his promise earlier in the season when Kobe died that he would bring the Lakers back to the promised land and that he did.
1: Great talk, Javi. I mean, it was such a great um, thing to see today that the Lakers winning it for Kobe. So I'd like to turn it to Migs. Your thoughts on how much of an impact this particular narrative was for the Lakers? You
3: know, uh, if we can remember throughout the career of Kobe and LeBron... There were multiple instances where they were both the touted teams from the East and from the West, and we've been excited to see that finals matchup. Whether it was Kobe and LeBron, pero na ng San Antonio, or Kobe and LeBron, pero na ng Boston Celtics, or na ng Orlando Magic, or yung hindi man yung Dwight Howard, that Dwight Howard uh, set up with the Lakers, Dwight right. Howard <laughs> Part 1. Got around, man. That so many opportunities for a really awesome Kobe versus LeBron finals matchup for the NBA. But what's nice right now is I think this finals was the first time that we could see both of them on, on the court. Lebron playing his heart out and Kobe being there in spirit as you know a guardian angel for the Lakers. I mean, we we never saw the Lakers play with this much heart until you know all, all these things happened and I feel like they were the team that was most dedicated to win, going into the bubble. Because that was a, a bit of a divine intervention. They had that kind of inspiration and that kind of shining light helping them through.
1: Alright, your thoughts, Benito. So that was Miggs the LeBron fan, and we still have so much respect for Kobe. How about you, Winito, being the lifelong Kobe fan?
2: Um, it hurts that he's not here. It would have been more enjoyable. You know, Kobe always had words na, na nakaka, nakaka inspire, nakaka comfort for some reason. No? When Kobe talks, everyone listens. Right. It, it, you may be a hater, you may be a lover, but when Kobe talks, everyone listens. So it's so sad that Kobe Kobe was just an inspiration and not really there. Kobe would have been the best. Um, I actually cried earlier when they were celebrating, I think Javi did too. But yeah. my tears were more that you know the inspiration was Kobe just seeing the KB here it really brought me to tears. It's, it's been an inspiration to them. I remember Anthony Davis uh, game winner, he just shouted Kobe and he he made it um, it's been huge, it's been huge. It, they have they already have the talent you know when you have the talent, all you need is the fire. and I think Kobe was the fire you know they have they have a motivation they have someone to to honor the season 4 and you know in a time like this where there's so many so many questions so many doubts all you need is that fire and Kobe was definitely the fire that that was lit and uh, that championship really was for him no doubt
1: no doubt so that was an extra sweet for the laker fans to get that extra win especially with the tragedy that unfolded with the person who left such a big legacy in the franchise. So moving on, particularly on LeBron and the legacy, he's been with the Lakers for two years, sat out most last year because of an injury. So now, in a storied franchise like the Lakers, how much impact or where does he rank for you among the Laker greats? I'd like to ask Mix first being the resident LeBron fan.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I as a as a LeBron fan and also a Laker fan, I can't put him up there just yet. I mean, he still has a lot to prove for Laker Nation to be rated as one of the best Lakers of all time. Especially because you know and damita again Laker greats na uh, who have done so much for this team. If we're talking about talent, talent on talent, then yeah, if you have a Laker starting five, you can, most probably you'll put LeBron James on there. But if talking about legacy, talking about your contribution to this laker organization he still has a lot to prove and a lot to show and i feel like he does have uh he does know this and he does want to prove more for the laker organization and we'll just have to see uh coming next season
1: all right how about you have your thoughts on where lebron makes makes made, made a great point on that he's only been here for two years but then again maybe you have a different opinion
0: Nah, I, I probably have to agree with Biggs, but I think when all, all of this is said and done, I'm probably we're probably gonna be sure that LeBron's gonna retire with the purple and gold.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think, you know, he still has no signs of slowing down. He's especially today, didn't you see how he played that body language, the energy that he played on both sides of the ball? At 35 and you know, nearing his 36th birthday, he doesn't seem to be slowing down. And so I think he has like at least three or five more years. With this franchise and I think the contributions that he would bring this organization are still going to be so much more than what he just won today he still has a chance of winning another chip maybe and just adding to the record books of all the things that he's been able to do for this team but yeah not just yet you can't add him just yet because this, this franchise has produced so much guys that have had long ass legacies with the Laker team you have um, Kobe, you have Jerry West, you have Magic Johnson, all these Laker greats, and LeBron just being two years with the Lakers, just not yet um, qualified for that. And he went on record to say that you know these these Laker fans, they don't care what your resume is outside of this team. They want to do, they want you to do it with us. And if you have, if you had accomplished that, then then you can be in the running for being considered to be one of the Laker greats.
1: Alright, so so far with Mix and Javi, they've made great points that LeBron's only been here for two years. But Javi touched on it, on his longevity. So my question to Benito: what does LeBron have to do? And does, it, does he have the time and the energy to still become, in or be part in that level with all the Laker greats?
2: Definitely, definitely. Um, all he needs is to show the Laker uh, nation that he's loyal and he's in it for the long run. He may be 37 or 36, but he still has a few years in his tank. And I'm sure if he plays it with the Lakers and probably win even just one more, he'll be in that top five. It's so heavy to go into that top five. Because the current top five is here. You have Kobe, Jerry West. You have Kareem. You have Magic. You have Wilt. You have Elgin Baylor. You have James Worthy. You even you can even say Pau Gasol, right? You have all what these Laker greats, Alex Caruso.
3: So <laughs> Alex Caruso, <come>. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry Alex sorry. sorry. sorry.
2: Oh well, you know, um, as as the loyal current, uh,
3: Caruso is the is the Laker
2: goat. <laughs> so it's so hard to enter that top five. It's so hard to enter that top five. Um, you know what I would relate this to? It's like relating Kevin Garnett as the Boston grade. Deba? Kevin Garnett is mm-hmm. one of the is one of the greatest players in the NBA. But is he one of the best uh, Boston Celtics there were? Deba? would you put him above Robert Parish? Would you put him above Kevin McHale? He definitely brought them a chip, deba? but you wouldn't really put him above uh, Kevin McHale yet. But I think LeBron has the chance to definitely enter that top five. Um. Maybe the next three to four years, let's see what he can still bring. Uh, but I do believe that kaya can mapasok yon.
1: Alright, and I'm sure that LeBron and KCP can still make a name for themselves as a Laker. Let's go. We believe in the two of them. <laughs> so now, again, um, we're all very happy with the NBA bubble. But now that it's over, sadly, I guess it's time to look a little bit forward. So, for off the bat, can the Lakers defend this NBA title next year? It's way too early. It hasn't even been 24 hours. But do the Lakers, if everyone's still the same in terms of roster next year, with Golden State coming back, can the Lakers repeat? Juanito.
2: It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I was talking to to a few of my friends, Kanina, how tough it is gonna be next season. You have Golden State coming back. You have the Nets. We have the Clippers. And we still have, we still have the the uh, we still have so many teams. We still have the box, and the box are are planning to go all in before Giannis hits free agency. Going to Miami, Giannis yeah. is going to Miami. Yeah, probably, right? But but Giannis has one more year, and Milwaukee is planning to go all in on on this one year of Giannis to probably get to try to get him a chip. So it's gonna be tough. But um, one thing. One thing I can say is, Kaya of defense because most of the guys are coming back. Um, Rondo is on player option. Uh, KCPs. Uh, Anthony Davis is on player option. So I'm sure 80% of these guys are coming back. The only sure free agents are Markeef Morris, Dion Waiters, and these guys are actually easy to easy to replace with veterans. So these are not big losses. But the fact that the guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis—well, Anthony Davis is a free agent—but you know, uh, definitely he's coming back to this team. But uh, if he, if they can get at least eighty percent or ninety percent of the gang, they do have a really good chance of defending it next season.
1: All right, how about you have your thoughts on the Lakers' possible repeat next season?
0: They can repeat; it's very, very much possible. But uh, it's going to be much, much harder next year. We have Brooklyn coming up, you know, KD Carey and Steve Nash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the return of Golden State. I'm sure Mr. Jaime Ascolon has something to say about this. And if we will be able to get back Giannis for next season, then definitely there is still going to be contenders. This Clippers team, you know, say what you want to say about them. They're still going to be a contender for next season. What with um, two perennial all-stars on their team, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Just a matter of maybe who takes over the coaching reins in that organization. But LA, if they keep that main core, their rotation players back in their lineup by next year, definitely good, good chance to repeat. It's just a matter of how um, they will be able to... That roster back and how LeBron and AD will be healthy all throughout that season because this Laker team will go as far as AD and LeBron take
1: them. All right, how about you, Mix? Um, with more emphasis on LeBron turning 38? 38 38 next year 37. 37.
3: 36, 36. 36, 36. 36. 36 pa uh, well, if you're looking at the Lakers, whole spiel uh, If you remember the past free agency, the free agent market, they were really gunning for a third big name to sign for the Lakers. And they were aiming for Kawhi. si Kawhi shocked the world by going to the Clippers. And then they used up that cap space to sign all these journeymen for their lineup. Danny Green. <laughs> uh, Danny Green, the... It's a Dwight Howard player option, eh? The DeMarcus Cousins. Actually, DeMarcus Cousins. They've been keeping him prepared, keeping him ready. They put in the PT room of the Lakers. So if he comes back healthy and stays with the Lakers, that's going to be a very interesting lineup. But they do have, I, think, I think they do have the money to get another free agent name. If not, they can still just load up their roster with quality journeymen, like what they did this year. In terms of LeBron specifically, I'm not sure if this will be the time we're going to talk about LeBron's decline because he just showed that he's not really going to decline anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think he can. I feel like he estimated his own decline at the end of his current Lakers contract. So, doing the math, he has two more years. And I feel like that's, his, that's the last two years of his prime before we start actually seeing a marginable decline towards LeBron's game. But then again, when he declines, I feel like he can still participate really well and you know be a good role player until his 40s if he wants to.
1: Alright, so now that we can move forward, I guess apart from the Lakers, what's off the bat, breakout team next year? Who's it going to be, Juanito?
2: Breakout team, so hard, but New Orleans. Uh yep I've been I've been waiting for the guys as a big Laker fan from way before I've been supporting Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. So these guys are guys who I've been supporting all the way since they were rookies and you know seeing them grow, Brandon Ingram being the most improved player, Lonzo having almost triple double numbers and uh I'm expecting a big season. Uh I expect them to be at least in the playoffs and maybe surprised. You know, Zion didn't play the whole season. And when they were all complete, they were actually playing really well. You know, before the bubble, the they bubble didn't really play, play well. But during the pre-bubble, uh, the regular season pre-bubble, uh, Pelicans was really on a roll and looked like they were going to enter the playoffs. But nabita lang beaten because of COVID. But I really do believe in these guys and uh, Pelicans next season.
1: All right, one Pelicans make zero breakout team for next season.
3: As we as it may sound, the Miami Heat. For one, they have a really young core with really good veterans. Then to wrap around that, and two, so so sob, exactly, <laughs> sobrang <laughs> laki nung in increase ng trade value nila Hero, nila Duncan Robinson, nila Kendrickman. If Pat Riley were to play for Giannis for Janice's contract. So you know, all they—they're really ready to do something this, this off season. They have the money to sign someone. They have the—they have the talent to trade to get a big name play, player, while keeping you know I think the core of Bam and Jimmy. If yun keep nila and they can get another highlight player or trade for another highlight player, then they'll be really scary come next season.
1: All right, interesting take. So the Miami Heat for you can even sa saw- Higher. How about you, Javi? Your breakout team for next season?
0: I'm going to go with the name of the jersey that you're wearing, man. Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I ju- but uh, I just really hope that Devin Booker doesn't move out. He, I, I think I read somewhere on Twitter last week, I don't know if it was very reliable, that he already sold his house in Arizona. So please, D-Book, don't leave Phoenix. Because I think uh, Phoenix can really give um, the West contenders a really good run for their money. Judging by the way that they played uh, during this bubble, they went 9-0. and you know, Luck just wasn't really on their side to make the playoffs this year. But you know, judging from the way they played, they're going to be a scary team come next season. If Monty Williams continues to mold this team into their full potential, you have a lot of bright names, bright young guys that are willing to go out and play uh, for this Phoenix Suns team and the book I think the best is still yet to come for him in his career Ricky Rubio pa yeah yeah
1: yeah, Ricky Rubio I think I agree (laughs) with Javi's opinion the most I mean, it has the most logic, and yeah, it is what it is. Eh? No, but specifically, if I may say, the Phoenix Suns are just one power forward away from actually making it to the playoffs and having a deep yep. run. So maybe it's a Sabonis, maybe it's a veteran like Kevin Love, but if they get that one more piece, they're going to be very dangerous. But me, my personal take, actually, my breakout team, well, have you talked about the name in the front? Let's talk about the name in the back. Let's talk about Steve Nash, man. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets have Kyrie <laughs> Irving and, and uh, Kevin... Kevin Durant, right? So they're going to be a breakout team, easily. Two all-stars and a GOAT coach, even though he's coached zero games. <laughs> but also, let's not forget about the the, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Luka Doncic mm-hmm. is going to get better. Chris Stapps is going to be 100%. And Mark Cuban got to do a rebuild in, what, three years, two years. And I think Dallas is going to make a deep run also next year. So speaking of that, Apart from breakdown, uh, apart from breakout teams, way too early finals predictions and champions for the next season. Way too early predictions.
3: Grabe, bro. Grabe, bro. Sige, Grabe, since parang I'm magisip muna kayo, ako muna, I
1: think it's going to be Phoenix and Brooklyn. Na- joke lang, so <laughs> no, way <laughs> loyalty too loyalty first, yam uh,
0: Highest opinion, bayon,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm gonna... On the record, major bias. Not yeah, fine. Anyway, so uh, my prediction. I think Miami is going to be back in the finals, and I think they're going to go against the Lakers. <laughs> so from But yeah, I think it's going to be a rematch. They're going to be good. It's going to be a rematch. Oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. Golden State. It's going to be Golden State. Golden State and Miami for the next, and Golden State are going to win it again. They're out there to prove that whatever happened this year without them would have been different if they were here in the bubble so that's my way to early prediction migs
3: what do you go predict na maggo 1 to 16 yung nba hindi na east west <laughs>
1: yeah. management adam silver yeah. prediction
3: it, 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 is, it is a it is a talk and they were already talking about it entering the bubble and i feel like um all the hype towards the LA versus LA, although it I feel as though it's something that they might consider doing. It's a long shot, but hopefully, because I feel like it's going to be a West, eh, the, the finals next year is going to be West on West. It's highlight game for that season. But I don't know. It's, I'm still rooting for the Lakers. I feel like they have enough to back-to-back. But we, we I can't really tell and eh? I'm from here on out. So I can't I'm not sure what to what to say to this question man. Alright.
2: <laughs> right. K
1: okay, away too early predictions. Obviously we're 90% going to be wrong. A lot of things are gonna happen in the offseason <laughs> and injuries are one thing, the season's gonna start at January as of now. How, but for the sake of the conversation, Juanito, you're way too early finals predictions.
2: Lakers boxed. Lakers box. The what would have been if there was no uh, COVID. It would have been Lakers box mm. definitely. Um, box are all in. I think Eric Bledsoe is going somewhere. Hopefully, uh, they get Drew Holiday. Uh, it's gonna be really Chris good Paul. if Chris Paul. Yeah, but they have to give up so many guys to get Chris Paul. Eh? Um, to get Drew Holiday, they really have to give up. Uh, just a few guys, and they get to keep Chris Middleton and Giannis in that sense. But if they do get Chris Paul, same like Jimmy Butler, he's going to put in culture. So I I do think that the box will go all in for one year. And if they do get successful, they get to keep Giannis in the long run. If they don't, then Giannis is off to South Beach. But I would have said uh, Lakers uh nets but hindi talaga malaki believe ko sa leadership ni Kyrie. it's going to be up to Steve Nash to to get Kyrie around but Kyrie is just a talent he's not a leader. So I would say uh Bucks and Lakers.
1: All right. How about you Happy? you are way too early finals predictions?
0: And I know I really don't like doing this. It's so hard. <laughs> but uh, up, I was going to say Lakers nets but then again, Monito touched on how Kyrie was as a leader, and I think I want to retract. I think I'm going to say um, Lakers, Raptors, or Golden State, Miami. Something like that.
3: You won the last two finals, huh?
0: oh my, <laughs> kasi. I think the Lakers can have all the tools that they can to repeat going to the NBA Finals. It's just a matter of you know any outside factors going through that. And I think um, Golden State's definitely been always going to be a dominant team in the West. Um, front office is really spectacular, and ownership really does a great job of taking care of the team. Toronto, I think they're really going to come back with a vengeance. They did a really good job um, in the regular season, but then again, you know they weren't just deep enough and. Pascal Shokam just just not really used to being that guy for the Raptors just yet so maybe if they can acquire one more big name or if Pascal just really uh amps up his stock much more than he has showed in this All-Star season that he had then maybe the the and, and Nick Nurse definitely a big big competitor competitor on the coaching scene uh, was a he was a coach of the year this year and I think he's going to uh, make uh, Toronto get a good run next season. And, all right, um, let's just give a few shout-outs. Guys, do you want to have any last comments about uh, how the NBA bubble, how the whole NBA season was unfolding this year? Luis?
1: Well, I'm just grateful that we got basketball again. I mean, early this year, we thought it was all canceled. All the leagues all over the world started canceling one by one. And I'm just happy for everyone that we had something hopeful, something that reminded us that sports is bigger than everything. And the fact that the NBA also did it with class. Apart from just having the league, they also got to address the social injustice happening all over the world. And that was a big part of why it was so fun to watch the NBA that... They empowered their athletes, even the WNBA, empowering athletes and showing everyone that sports is more than just anything within the means of the court. So it's beyond sports. It's definitely more than sports. And I think the bubble was the perfect setup for the NBA and everything else in between.
0: Yeah, I agree, Luis. Um, definitely sports was a, in the NBA and basketball in general, the way the NBA and the WNBA did it to, uh, to deliver that message. Doc Rivers said it the, the best that, you know, you were, you're not going to be able to deliver as strong a message if you're not playing than when you are actually playing. So when people actually see you play on that court, you're being watched on TV, you, know, you, you are recognized individuals all over the world. And for you to be seen on that, uh, playing on that court and delivering those messages, although just um, on your jerseys, you know, the way that your actions speak uh, was really vital, especially in a situation like this. Migs, when you talk last
2: words about how successful this NBA season was, When you can go ahead, Juanito. Well, um, it really kept us sane, you no? Know? It's something we looked forward to, something that made us enjoy, something to talk about, and definitely it all, all, it all made the sane to the sports fans, to the basketball fans, to the NBA fans. So <laughs> it was really a joy to watch. It was such a such um, Something new, it eh? was something new. The bubble was, you know, the, you, we all saw them more than just players. We saw them as people. You know, they got along. You know, there was this, uh, a lot of vlogs come out, came out. Uh, Matisse Tybalt, Troy Daniels, JaVale McGee. And because of these, we saw them as people, not just as athletes. As we were talking last night to, the, to our uh, guests, you know, these guys are more than just the highlights. These guys are humans. And to see them all come together, to see them as humans was really something more to us. And um, it was really great that they, they really came out fighting for the injustices in the world, in their country. And um, again, it's, it's such a blessing. It was such a joy to watch. And uh, hopefully come January, we don't have to go back to the bubble setup and we do get to see that away home games again. But you know, all, just, we, all we can do is just hope for the best and wait. But the last season was a joy to watch.
3: Yeah, for me, uh, one thing I want st- to uh, focus on is one of LeBron's last lines during his uh, R. D. interview, talking about respect. So he wants his respect, he wants his damn respect, and they want their damn respect. Uh, a lot of people were really looking at it as respect towards his gold status or respect towards his individual career as an NBA player. But I feel like deep down his thoughts were really towards respect towards the African-American community, respect towards his opinions, towards uh, racial injustices, you know, against the, the line, uh, just, just dribble, don't, you know, you, you don't know anything about politics, that kind of conversation. Because he's not just, you know, a basketball player. He's such a huge instrumental figure towards the, their community and the whole, you know, the whole world. So I feel like that's the whole point of this whole bubble not just to beat COVID, but also to beat the injustices and everything that's going on in the US and in the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, spot on, Migs. Not could it
0: have said it any better. The, the NBA definitely did the successful job in mounting this NBA bubble in the midst of a pandemic, something that we haven't seen in our lifetime. And it's been a success. It's given people a sense of normalcy in this uh, time of the pandemic. and. Um, we just want to give a few shout outs to those who uh, tuned in to uh, us today. I uh, want to say hi to Laura Angeles, Big Laker fan all the way in Baguio City. Mr. Vince Cahada is watching the Chill Gamer. Check him out also on his page. Chill Gamer really really chill gamer. Uh, Mchs
2: mm-hmm. TV, thank you for watching also. Uh, guys, my Yu Si George General, you know my teammate uh, the general is watching uh, JE. One of my, uh, one of the biggest Laker fans in the country, and my teammate in one of my uh, leads. Uh, thank you for watching, J.E. Coach Mo, Coach Mo is also watching, and uh, hopefully Coach Mo in uh, eight years ma abalik back Cleveland win the finals.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Luis, Miggs,
0: any any guys you want to greet?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to just give a shout out to all of the people watching. You know, Oh, ang dami Laker Nation amongst my friends and for sure lat tayo nag-celebrate niyan. For, for the longest time in my, you know, basketball fan career, a-away pa silang lahat eh. Pero ngayon, magkakampi kami, so that's, that's, that's pretty fun.
1: Luis? Alright, ako, shout out sa mga hater ni Lebron. Ano, makatulog ba kayo mamaya? Ngayon <laughs> lang naman. Put some respect on his damn name.
0: <laughs> All right, and that has been it for our matinee episode. Um, it, we're all sad that the NBA season is coming to an end, uh, but hey, the PBA bubble's happening, and uh, we can tune into that. Uh, shout out to our former guests who are there right now Aaron Black of the Moralka Bolts and Zego Dario of the Blackwater Elite. Uh, Gabe Norwood as well, Shine Painters. And um, also Troy Reich, uh, who's um, going to go into the 3X3 chooks to go bubble soon in Laguna. Watch out for that as well. We and know, and for, oh uh, yeah, as well as Darwish Baderi um, uh, on the 3X3 chooks to go bubbly. Um, and without further ado, that makes it uh, a wrap for our matinee episode today. If you missed our episodes, our live shows on our Facebook page, you can check us out on Spotify, just key in standing room only PH on the search bar. And all our episodes are there from the start to this last one. And um, thank you again, guys, for tuning in today. Um, make sure to follow us on our social media accounts. We're on Facebook at www.facebook.com SROPH. And on Instagram, we are at SRO.PH. And for Juanito Gregorio, Migs Peralta, Luis Boot, this has been Javi Palania. We are the voice of the sixth man from the fifth stands. This is Standing Room Only PH, over and out.